Hey, it's Chris. Welcome to the podcast. Hope you're having a good Friday. I'm having a pretty fun day. It's been a different day. The day started off, uh, well, it started off like any other day with coffee. But after that, my wife and I actually did something a little bit different. We went out and we volunteered for a little bit today at a local, well, I guess, um, I'm not exactly sure how they would classify themselves. It was kind of like a food pantry slash, you know, they had clothes, Uh, for people. Uh, Well, they offer assistance, you know, based on what people really need. They kind of bill it as a place where you can get some assistance if you're having, uh, if your needs are temporarily outstripping your ability to pay for stuff, basically. So aside from, you know, providing like food and stuff, like if somebody needs some temporary assistance with paying their rent or something or the utilities, this place will offer, you know, a couple months of assistance or whatever. So it's this uh, Christian organization. What we did was we just like looked up places that we could volunteer. This place was really close and uh, left a message. I was like, I don't know if you need anyone to come hang out and like help. And I'm not sure if we can be helpful, but you know, we got some free time on, on this Friday and, and uh, heard back and they're like, yeah, I'm going to let them know that you can show up and showed up, had no idea what to expect. And uh, it was, it was great. Uh, what did I learn from this experience before we get into all the tech stuff? I learned that there are some truly selfless people out there. That's, it's uh, amazing. Sometimes I think, you know, as society, you like take it for granted that there are people out there caring for people and you're like, well, they're out there. But you know, I don't think you really have a, an idea of who these people are and you know, what, the the kind of conditions that we're going to, what they're giving up in order to, to do what they're doing. So we met some really cool people. And, uh, you know, so we showed up and kind of got registered with their system, you know, um, got a little tour of the place. It's been well taken care of it. And, you know, they, they're taking care of it, you know, like refurbished it kind of. It used to be like a, a pet a hotel or something. And she said they had to like power wash this place out, get the smell out. And, uh, you know, it's been repainted. Everything is so organized. And so we get in and, and, you know, she's showing us around and there's like a a little section that's sort of like a very mini grocery store with, uh, you know, there's like a canned food section. There's even a, a refrigerated, you know, area with some fresh fruit, cut up fruit and stuff in plastic containers, I guess. Kind of like if you went to the supermarket and, and, uh, in the fresh section you know they have like pre-cubed pineapple and stuff like mango it was like that kind of stuff there was like a personal you know like toiletries area there was you know some racks of clothes and uh, so kind of like this mini shopping experience and then uh and and there was like a couple of like little shopping carts and then on the other side it's kind of like a a warehouse Uh, it's not huge but it's a you know like a big room and uh on the other side it's sort of like these big bins where, you know, donations come in and they need to get sorted out. Oh, and by the way, if you're wondering, like, what did I do for two the two hours that I was there? Um, she had us, uh, like, sorting out clothes. People, um, they donate stuff, like, once a week or something. They get a big shipment of stuff. And and uh, they have, like, a donation day every week. So, we, yeah, there's, like, big bins of stuff. We were sorting through it, um, throwing out bad stuff, stinky stuff, ripped stuff out of this particular pile. And, and then, like, racking it and then taking it over the clothes section and putting it out for people to be able to find and sort through. And uh, actually I was just really impressed with the system that they had. They've been doing this for years. Anyways, that's kind of mostly what I did. 
today. Just kind of got acquainted with stuff, but uh, absolutely going to be back. So we met this one person, and I'll try not to spend too much time on this before we get to the tech. I'm just telling you about my day here. Met this one person who was sorting out uh, like bread and stuff in a package that I think the local supermarket had given them and checking the expiration dates uh, before putting stuff out because a lot of the stuff was expired. And so she was sorting that out. Meanwhile, I'm kind of asking questions like, how, you know, who runs this place? How, how does it work? And she was telling me like a bunch of churches in the area, sort of all a bunch of them sit on the boards and people from all the churches and, and they kind of like make this thing happen. And basically long, long story short, uh, you know, people can come in and uh, I guess maybe like once a month or something, if I, if I picked up on this, right. And they kind of get to have like a little shopping experience and, you know, they ask, you know, how many people in your family? And then based on how many people are in their family, they can pick out different amounts of the food. I guess they kind of have to ration it out a little bit. And I was like, you know, and clearly there was parts of the shelves that just had nothing there. I was like, well, what do you guys need? Like, what's the biggest need that you have to help, you know, take care of people? And uh, she was like, meat, number one, we have basically no meat. We have like some cans of tuna that people can get, but there's like no meat if people want that. We had a donation a while back and just it's gone like immediately, she said. The other thing she said was they just had a need for like uh, cleaning supplies, things like, um, you know, like wipes, things like uh, toilet paper and paper towels. She was like, you know, a lot of people don't realize like people are poor. It doesn't mean they, they don't want to like clean, live in a clean space, you know, uh, shampoo, soap, that kind of stuff. She said they're running out of toothpaste. So. I'm seeing a bunch of stuff. It's, it's it's interesting because, you know, I talk about this sometimes. People are like, oh, Chris, he's just had everything handed to him, you know, and uh, just such a privileged life. Well, you know, no, I've talked about this before. I worked up to where I was. Um, and in the past, you know, there was times when I was eating these, you know, saltine crackers with peanut butter because that's what I could afford that week. You know, I've had some hard times. And I have had a time, you know, where one of my friends is like, hey, Chris, you know, don't be too proud to like go to the food pantry and get some stuff if you need it. Like that's what it's there for. I've, I've been at that place in my life and now I'm not at that place in my life. I'm at the place where I can go and, uh, you know, do some volunteering maybe. And so, you know, it's simultaneously like it's heartbreaking when you see the stuff that's available for people that need it. It's undersupplied and it's terrible that anybody actually like needs it. But then on the other hand, it's like super heartwarming at the same time to see the people that do care about other people that are giving their time, you know, volunteering their time to go in to help people out and provide some assistance with a friendly face uh, to to the people that need it. It was, it was rewarding. I would encourage you uh, to to maybe consider doing something like this if you have some free time and the means to you know to help out in your local area because it uh, it it does impact you. It will change you know your perspective. And one of the things that hit me was like I I just didn't know that. Well, I'll put it so I wish I had known sooner that they had some needs for just like paper towels for, you know, some meat for some of these things. It's like, well, I could be in a position to like help out with that a little bit, even on a monthly basis. I just wish that I had known that it was a need at my local place. Now that's on, on me probably for not knowing about that. But I'm, I think a lot of us just go through our day self-obsessed, think about our own selves. Oh, my day was hard or whatever, you know, and you don't think about these ways that, you know, for a lot of people just like it's, it wouldn't even be a big deal to um, donate a few of these things. And so anyways, I just want to encourage you to go out and get involved with this kind of thing. If you can, if you want to, you know, it's a little bit weird. You're like, I don't know what's it going to be like, who am I going to meet? Just go, just do it. It's worth it. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about iPads today 
You should see that in the title of the video. We're going to talk about some other interesting Apple stuff. But before we get to that, let me tell you a little bit about this latest video. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> something was a little bit different about this video. Something was a little bit off. People noticed it. Uh, let me read you some of these comments and see if you can figure out. There's a trend here. What might have been different about this video? Comment number one, Chris has kicked up the humor and I'm absolutely loving it. Comment number two, ha 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 ha. You made me laugh hard twice. I was not expecting that from an apps video. Good job. Comment number three, been subscribed for a while. Best video to date. Keep the bad jokes coming as they're hilarious. Somebody says, love the new style in this video. Great sense of humor and writing. Old Guy Dave says, love these videos. Saves me the hassle of looking for stuff. Love the comedy inserts as well. I will say um, the reason why <laughs> this humor or, or attempted humor, I should say, snuck its way into the latest video. Have you ever heard of this guy named Sebastian Maniscalco? He's a comedian. I think probably a lot of people know who he is. I think also a lot of people don't know who he is. He's got a few specials on Netflix. I think I saw him on YouTube something recommended my wife and I, I saw this clip and I was like, Hey, I found this guy. Oh, Oh, and he's on Netflix. And then we watched one night and we had never laughed so hard, probably in years, maybe almost ever. <laughs> it's like, wow. Uh, it was really funny. And, uh, I don't know. We, we started like qu quoting him back and forth to each other over the next week. And, uh, we'd be just like describing the most mundane thing, but doing it like Sebastian would and, uh, at each other. It, it's just been fun. It's brought a whole new level of laughter into the house. So I think that's what happened is uh, Sebastian started rubbing off. So yes, this video, you wouldn't think so, but it's got some, uh, a little bit of humor in, in there anyways. Am I a stand-up comedian? No. Did I try to at least bring a smile to people's faces unexpectedly, make their life a little bit less monotonous while also letting them know about some cool apps? Yeah, that I did. And uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I had some fun doing it. It was a little fun. At least for me, too. It broke things up a little bit, too. And so just the same old dry delivery about stuff. Here's this app. You might like it. Especially the news is like never fun these days. People need something to laugh about, at least. So there was that. I don't know. Um, this, this video, I expected it to do better than it seems like it is doing so far. Reason being, I, I don't know. There's, it was 25 apps too much. Like, do people just don't want to sift through that? I was so excited. I had saved up all these apps for so long, and usually the app videos do so well. Usually the iPad app videos do the best, but I've had iPhone videos do really well, Mac videos do really well over the years. But this was kind of everything. It was like iPad, Mac, there were some web apps, iPad, obviously. I mean, like, it was, it was everything, because I figure a lot of people have all these things. Here's this big cache of amazing apps, some really cool stuff. And uh, I don't know, I just, I, I'm, some days I don't even think I know what I'm doing when it comes to YouTube. And it's just like, when something does good, it's like, wow, I don't know why, great. So I have, uh, I have a really great Apple Watch Ultra video that I'm sitting on, the script of it, the outline of it's done, basically I just need to record it. Really looking forward to it. The Apple Watch Ultra content's been doing great on the channel. So I know people really like it, want to see more about that. So I'm excited about that. But in the meantime, let me just say, if you're wondering, like, what's one of my favorite Apple Watch apps right now? Uh, well, how about how about this? How about one of the most useful? Because I don't know if it's like, I'm so excited about it. But there's one that I've been using, getting a lot of use out of. Um, and it's called just simply 
habits. So you can just tell by the name what it probably implies, what it's about. So it is a habit tracker. But the thing is, and it does cost a little bit. I paid a little bit for it, not free. But, you know, I was using uh, streaks for the longest time. And I liked streaks and I would talk about streaks, promote it, show it in the videos. But every time I start using it and trying to seriously, it's like, something about it. I just can't stick with streaks. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I end up just stopping using it after a bit frustratingly. And maybe that's not the app's fault even. I don't know. Maybe it has more to do with me, but I've been trying out this one called Habits. I think it's a lesser known one, even though it snagged that name. But I guess what I like about it is just it's ultra simple. And I think streaks actually is pretty simple too. This one's just like bare bones simple. And I don't know, it's just more straightforward somehow. I really like the widgets and I, I like the Apple Watch experience uh, primarily. Like that's where I mostly use it is on my Apple Watch because I don't wanna dig my phone out and you know find the widget or find the app. Like it just works better to track these things on my watch. And I set it even as my main complication on the new modular watch face right in the middle there. I could put something totally more useful there you might think, but no, this is the thing for me. Like there's some things throughout the day that I want to make sure that I take care of and accomplish. And what I like about it is that as you go through the day and you mark stuff off, it doesn't just like close a circle uh, or, you know, make a check mark or something. Like right now I'm sitting at, even though it's almost three in the afternoon, 25% done. It's telling me the percentage of stuff that you said you want to get done today, you know, you're 25% of the way there through. And it's just like, you know, I thought really hard about the things that I put in there that I want to set up to, you know, what, what would make for a successful Chris. And, uh, it's just nice to be able to glance and be like, Oh, I got 75% of things left to do. And really these things are things that if I don't do them, I'm not going to feel good, either feel good, actually mentally, physically, emotionally, or feel good about, you know, like these are the things that I really want to make sure that I nail, that I get done. And so I'm really enjoying it. You should check it out. All right. I want to shift um, a little bit and talk about, did you hear that fake Steve Jobs interview? Uh, I know some people were covering it, talking about it. There's a company that makes artificial intelligence voices, so like AI voices, similar to Synthesia, which I covered in the latest video, which is like an app a web app that, you know, you can just put in some text and this fake AI avatar, they have several you can choose from, will voice that. It's almost like having a YouTuber on demand to make content for you so you don't even have to be in the video, right? And it sort of kind of, you know, almost is like passable if you really don't think too hard about it, you know. I, I can see some people using it in certain situations. Not great for everything. So this podcast uh, company, they trained their AI, I guess, their computer, their network on Steve Jobs, you know, input, and also Joe Rogan input. And they put together this script between, it's a fake conversation between Steve Jobs, who's not even here, obviously, and Joe Rogan. And just talking about, not really sure what they fed it, how accurate it actually is uh, in terms of did these people think these things. And it really doesn't even matter. It's just, it's weird. It's weird. Unlike Synthesia and some other AI you know, things that I've seen that I've run into, this sounded actually pretty real. A lot of AI stuff is like, you can tell it's a computer. This one, I would say if you really try it and if you play like some actual Steve Jobs and some actual Joe Rogan in this, I could probably pick it out. I would probably have a good guess, but it's more into the like the deep fake category. I'm, I'm not really sure what I'm talking about. It's just interesting because it was Steve Jobs mostly. And I like AI stuff anyways, sometimes, most of the time, you know, <laughs> there's certain AI stuff that I really like. Man, it's 
it's weird. It's just really, really, really weird. Part of what's weird is so much of the things that we encounter on a day-to-day basis is whether or not reality is real or what is reality. And this is something my philosophy group, we get into this all the time. Uh, if you, you know, a couple episodes back I told you, you know, go to this philosophy group and, uh, a lot of the stuff revolves around like, how do you know what's real? Get into like materialism versus, you know, is there a spiritual realm? What is consciousness? All this stuff. But a lot of culture actually take the philosophy out. Well, philosophy and, and culture, they do go hand in hand, but a lot of people aren't aware of like all the philosophers, deep thoughts, but culture still sort of revolves around the same stuff that philosophy talks about. It's just people kind of absorb other people's ideas and act them out in the real life. Uh, without thinking super critically about it, I think. But if you haven't heard it, I was going to say see it. If you haven't heard it, you should go check it out because it's just bizarre. It's worth hearing for if if for no other reason than just to like hear what's possible. Okay, let's talk about the big uh, main feature here. The thing I really want to hit here is whether or not the iPad experience is broken. Now, I've talked about many times, probably on the podcast, also on the channel, you know, like, If you go back and you look at that very first unveiling of the iPad, Steve Jobs sort of talked about, well, we make an iPhone, um, we make the Mac. Is there room for this other category? Something that's more than an iPhone and, well, I guess the way I'm phrasing it, it would have to be less than a Mac, but something in the middle there. Something that's not just a bigger iPhone, something that's not just a Mac, something that really had its own identity. The reason I'm bringing this up is because, and I've told you this, I think on the podcast recently, I'm just sensing this sentiment floating around out there that people aren't super excited about the iPad right now, either what it is right now or even where it's headed right now. So one headline that springs to mind is that Mac sales are up 40% right now. And this comes despite a global decline in overall laptop shipments. So there's something about Macs right now that's really resonating. People are liking them. And you'll recall, it wasn't all that long ago, people were like, Apple has forgotten about Macs. You know, they're just letting it go. And then Apple, they doubled down, started making their own chips, and they booted Intel out, basically. So it's gonna be a two-year process. We're gonna get rid of all the Intel chips, replace it with their own Apple stuff. And here we are, and People are just really excited about the the Mac lineup again. It's working good. It's really efficient. You know, it's meeting people's needs most of all. And then it's like, eh, and then there's the iPad also. And it used to be the reverse. I feel like a while back, people were like all about the iPad, so excited for it. Felt like it was going to be the future. And it was like the Mac seemed like it was lagging. And it feels like we're on this like roller coaster ride where when one is up in interest, the other one's kind of down. So like before the iPad was really up in interest in people's minds and the Mac was like lagging. And is that upstream or downstream of Apple's own internal, you know, working? Like they kind of, it felt like from the outside to a lot of people, they had let the Macs slip and then people got excited about what was going on with the iPad. Is that Apple's fault or is that consumer's fault? Where, you know, they're both like, it's the chicken and the egg. They drive each other, kind of. So here we are, and, and here's another little bit of info. I was chatting with somebody recently who you would know, another YouTuber who talks about Apple stuff a lot, and he was saying he's just not happy with the M1 iPad right now. So unhappy that uh, he's not 
really excited about covering is going to start moving into other topics because it's just dire straits, you know, basically for, for the M1 iPad. And he was like, if all they do is stick in an M2 chip, this is really a disaster. Uh, you probably wouldn't mind if I read a little bit of our text message here. Um, let's see. So we were talking about, you know, there's some rumors. There's going to be some new iPads here, right? And he was like, yeah, if the rumors are true, the base iPad should be interesting. That's possibly coming out here. I'd love to still see Final Cut come to the iPad Pro. Though Stage Manager has been a huge disappointment because of the bugs. And uh, yeah, I was telling about the bugs. Here's what I said back. I said, yeah, the beta thoroughly nuked my Pro. I can't even reset it. I'm going to have to take it into the Apple store. He said, I'm really unhappy with the iPad right now. And I've been using my Mac a lot more. And then I brought up this Mac sales being up 40%. And I was telling him about that. And he was like, yep, the whole 2016 to 2020 era of the iPad was great and interesting while the Mac sucked. Then the M1 chip came out and that flipped things quickly. The M1 chip is the worst thing to happen to the iPad. And uh, then we talked about all the new Apple channels and how there's a new channel like all the time that has amazing cinematography. And this person's like blasted up out of nowhere (laughs) with getting a bunch of views and subscribers. Yeah, it it was a wide range of conversation, but that was the part that was relevant to this conversation. And I don't know, you know, part of this is just the things that we have now, they are what they are. And it's almost like someone came out with the car and then we got a truck and we have like a few other sorts of cars, but it really, they, over the years, they all have taken more or less the shape that they're going to have, you know, and you kind of know what to expect. And the next thing is that's going to come along in personal transfer, like personal drone or like a, a spaceship type of thing, you know, like something that's not the car. Cause the car is the car, you know, I feel like it's kind of like, that's a bad analogy, but it's kind of like where we're at. Like the phone is the phone, the tablet is the tablet, the Mac or the laptop is the laptop. And maybe it just doesn't get much different or more exciting, you know, uh, until something else comes out. Maybe Apple's coming out with the car. Maybe Apple's coming out with the VR, AR headset here soon. And maybe that's the long and the short of it. So is the iPad experience broken per se? <laughs> that's a tough question. It's really going to depend on the type of work that a person does mostly. I think that's mostly, you know, somebody's going to say yes. Somebody's going to say no. A lot of people are going to say, I don't care. Why are you even talking about it? But I'm kind of inclined to oversimplify and just say, well, it just is what it is until we get that next exciting platform. Like anything new is exciting. Anything old is expected. And there's only so much you can do and keep the Mac, the Mac, keep the iPhone, the iPhone without merging all of them into one thing like other manufacturers are doing. There's just only so much that you can do. So I don't know if uh, an event's coming up here, I'm just as excited as you that Maybe there could be something that really shakes things up. If the rumors are true and there's not an event or something, then that probably tells you we're not going to expect something super amazing. It's really going to be earth shattering. So probably not 27 inch iPad. That's just going to lay on the desk, you know, (laughs) like I've been wanting, but we'll see. And thus ends another episode of the daily tech podcast. Did we cover any actual ground? Was anything actually said that was of importance? I don't know. If you listen this far, I mean, at least, you killed some time, I guess. But thanks, honestly, for hanging out. Uh, and thanks for uh, just listening, watching the videos, you know, interacting with tweets and stuff. We do have some fun stuff coming out. Uh, so stay tuned. And I'll catch you in the next video. Later.